This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. So the MLB is back, huh? Great. Well done. It took you long enough. Congratulations. Because I was in no rush for MLB to come back. Because if you've been listening to the show, it ain't ain't many of you. But (laughs) if you've been listening to the show, I've been watching KBO. And I'm getting more into KBO. So MLB can take its time. But it should be back end of July. A lot of people are excited. I'm just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> it's fine with me, man. At least the good thing is you get to see the Nationals. I get to see the Nationals. I get to see Max Scherzer pitch again. I'm, exci- I'm excited for that at least. But it's going to take me a minute to warm up to it. But I'll watch it for sure. Uh, I, I just wonder how it's going to go. I just know the only details I know is that it's a 60-game season. And they're going to do extra innings with a guy on second base. I like that. Oh, 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 I just saw a banner on Fox Sports 1 that said baseball is back July 25th. So I wonder how that's going to go. I wonder how that's going to go. I wonder who they're going to start off with. Can it be Nationals and Astros? But if they're going regional with it, I expect like Nationals and Orioles or Nationals and Red Sox or something like that. Or maybe we'll get uh, Astros and, uh, I don't know, Rangers or something. I don't know how they're going to do it. Are they going to do a regionals in every park? Or are they going to be in one central location? Let's see. But it's just crazy. They only came up with a 60-game season. All this arguing and back and forth. And they only came up with 60 games. <laughs> wow. Hey, it is what it is. Hopefully, they can make up for it with a good product because there ain't many live sports on. Ain't many live American sports, okay? So, if they can put a good product on the field and on TV, all is well. But we'll see. The thing is, and I'll probably talk a little bit about this later, is people getting coronavirus during the season and having to sit out and quarantine, that's going to be the worst. I can could, I could see it now. It's going to happen, and it's going to disrupt the season, and that's going to happen in all the leagues. Hey, but let's let's see what happens. Let's go Nats. Maybe they can repeat. Maybe they can repeat, but it's going to be hard without Anthony Rendon. It's going to be hard without him, but I think we got enough pieces to get us through. It just all depends on, you know, who's going to be that bat to replace him. It depends on, you know, how Sterling Castro plays and Starling Castro, and how that bullpen play. Now, that bullpen, don't forget, was horrible. But thankfully, most of the teams in the NL East have horrible bullpens. So I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. I'm excited. And <laughs> people are really excited about booing the Astros. I don't blame you. I don't blame you, man. All that cheating and stuff. We'll see. But you won't get to do it at the park. You'll have to do it on TV at your house or whatever. And then you'll probably record it and put it on social media. And maybe we'll laugh. Maybe we won't. Or maybe we'll just won't see it. (laughs) We'll see. So now, Bubba Wallace. Man, what a week. What a week. He says uh, he saw a noose in his garage. So a noose for a black person just automatic trauma because 
that's what they used to lynch black people and hang black people with back in the day. So automatically, it's just going to make a lot of black folks upset. A lot. Now, not everybody. Like, people like Brandon Tatum. He said that, you know, he ultimately said uh, he's seen a noose before directed him. And he was like, "Uh, so what? You know, it's no big deal. No big deal. You know, you're trying to get him upset over a piece of rope. (laughs) He knows you're not going to hang him. So he's like, man, whatever. That's how some people view it. And then other people's like, okay, this is a serious threat and you're racist. I think that's the default black person response. But Brandon Tatum and Candace Owens, like folks like that, they're like, I mean, it's a joke. It, It's no big deal. So it's just all, it's all about your mindset and perception of how you see the noose. And that's why it's just, it, it's symbolism. I, I think it's bad. I think it's bad. And I I think they really need to look in it deeper. I mean, NASCAR and FBI concluded that the noose was not a hate crime. It wasn't a threat. Even though NASCAR said it investigated all of its garages and only 11 out of like hundreds or thousands of garages, hundreds of garages, had a rope pull. And only one had a noose rope pull, and that was in Bubba Wallace garages garage. Hey, well, after the FBI investigation, oh, my God. People who were against Bubba Wallace and were skeptical, man, they had a field day. They was calling him Bubba Small Lead, and they thought he was a, a joke, and this was a hoax, and he's just another race-baiting black person but then but then this nascar thing come out and said that still out of all these garages he had the only noose and then they post a picture and it looks in the in the hole looks bigger than originally than than one of the videos showed and i'm like and then that shows that okay now there is a coincidence that he's the only one that had a noose so it, it there is something there it also doesn't help that NASCAR had to ban the Confederate flag. Someone flew a banner that said defund NASCAR with the Confederate flag. And then there was people marching outside of Talladega with the Confederate flag, with the pride of the Confederate flag. So it doesn't help their case. It's just a lot of back and forth. I mean, this is a this is a country that can barely decide on a president. So, you know, there's going to be differing opinions, man. I, I just enjoy the show. I just enjoy the dog and pony show. <laughs> so that's all I'm going to say about that. People have a right to be skeptical, but I understand why Bubba Wallace was alarmed. Definitely was hurt at first. He had a reason to be, and he was justified. He's not He's not Jesse Smollett. Not even close. Not even close. I'm going to just leave it at that. But it was fun. It was It was a fun little back and forth. It was a it was a, a nice little soap opera. Now it's over. I mean, the people gonna bring it up every now and then as a talking point to, for their arguments. But it, it was it was a hell of a week. It was a hell of a week. That's all I'm gonna say. And, and Bubba Wallace will forever be a legend, or I don't know what you say, like or a fool to other people. 
like a, a legend one way or the other. Whether you dislike him or like him, he's a legend no matter what. Oh, and he finished 14th at Talladega. I mean, he was leading at one point, so he did okay. Now, pro football talk versus outkick. I barely know about pro football talk. I mean, I follow them. Their articles come up. They have some great articles that catch my attention. But I'm an OutKick fan. Clay Travis, I'm a big fan of Clay Travis, even though a lot of my peers think he's racist. That's not true. <laughs> he is not racist. The more you look into him, the less racist you'll see that he is. <laughs> so, and then you got Jason Whitlock, another person that people say is racist. Isn't racist. You just have different point of view. It, but the Kaepernick thing is forever going to mess him up. Now, I disagree about the Kaepernick thing to a certain degree. He makes some points, but overall, I, I most I mostly disagree with him about his Kaepernick take. So that's that's why. That's why people are against OutKick. People think Clay Travis is just a, a racist jerk. Whatever. I don't have to go into why people dislike OutKick. Who cares? Anyway, these two brands, these two similar brands. Uh, oh, if you don't know about Pro Football Talk, it's led by Mike Florio. I found out that Mike Florio is from Willing, West Virginia, which I pass by all the time when I go to either Cleveland or Columbus. Usually when I go to Cleveland, I pass by Willing. So he's from the country. <laughs> that's the country to me. You you go to Willing, that's mountains and uh all that mountains and and rural folks i'm just saying (laughs) anyway he's from there he got a law degree he was practicing law then he started pro football talk or named something else then he got picked up by nbc and now he's just living his dream and clay travis did the same thing he's from nashville and he went to school at George Washington. He did his undergrad at George Washington. So he was in D.C. for four years, So, which is pretty cool. He also was studying law. He also practiced law. He also started his own website. The only difference is it wasn't picked up by you no know, NBC or Fox Sports. But then again, he's on Fox Sports Radio, so... <laughs> so, maybe, so maybe that's, that's similar. So, hey... They're, they're two very similar guys, okay? Similar on paper. They may have different personalities, but they're similar on paper. This all started with Mike Florio. I think he was talking about Kaepernick. How he's an ally for him. He's really rooting for him to get back into the league. And then Whitlock called called out Florio for not having black writers. But Florio responded, said he offered Whitlock to be on his site. But Whitlock said, you can't afford me. Which makes sense because he's he's one of the top sports writers at the time. I, I believe this is when pro football talk was starting out, probably mid-2000s, late-2000s. And I'm sure Jason Whitlock was at the top of his game then. I can understand him saying that. But Whitlock responded, was like, you act like I'm the only black writer. There's plenty of black writers you could have hired. I'm just, I just happen to be the best. <laughs> I, I, I like that, though. I like that, that little, um, I like that flex. I like that flex right there. <laughs> anyway, and then Florio said that OutKick 
never had a female writer. But then Clay Travis responded that, well, once again, you never had a black writer. You called Mike Tirico retarded, excuse my language, and you called and you and you called Michael Strahan gay. So it's just it's it's, some, it's virtual signaling going back and forth. And if you get Clay Travis started, he'll go deep into why you're an idiot. Like he's always in he he goes in lawyer lawyer form all the time. Don't get him started. Like if he wants to prove you wrong, if he wants to prove a point, he is gonna go as far as he can. Just like the coronavirus, coronavirus outrage got him upset, and every day, almost every day, he's been telling y'all why the coronavirus ain't that deep, ain't like that. He's probably the leading person on the charge of coronavirus ain't that ain't that deep, and that. We need to learn to live with the virus, and you need to stay away from people who are at high risk. That that's been his that's been his platform on coronavirus the whole time. This is how it is. It's just it's just two people build big brands, two lawyers. Uh, they may have slightly different personalities, but they both will defend themselves online. I just enjoyed it. Once again, it's it's too much social media for me. I'm just enjoying a bunch of mindless entertainment. And I need to work on building GOAT level because it's supposed to be bigger than OutKick and PFT. <laughs> so I need to. So if I think it's bigger than PFT and OutKick combined, then I need to work like that instead of just being on the background and enjoying the entertainment between two brands that are growing and is already not only successful, but will be even more successful in the future. You know, I I enjoyed it, but I need to quit playing around and work on my own stuff. It's just (laughs) a lot of virtue signaling, a lot of going back and forth. Uh, Outkick fans, they're bigger Outkick fans than me, and they definitely went after Mike Florio they really went out there. You do not want to upset the uh, the Clay Travis outkick mob. I'm not part of that mob. I'm a fan, but I, I'm I'm not gonna attack Mike Florio when I don't know him. I just respect his work and what he do. So I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. I ain't gonna say no one's right or wrong here. It's just a lot of sly virtues. Well, maybe I'm using the wrong word with with virtue signaling oh or maybe i am using the right word (laughs) this is a lot of virtue signaling man there's nothing to it uh both brands are good both are growing i'm gonna leave it at that (laughs) once again now which brings me to my hypothetical game of the week 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 and that is clay travis versus mike florio madden 20 for $50,000 $50,000 for their brand and a free Super Bowl ad. <laughs> I don't even know if the Super Bowl is going to happen this season, but hey, let's go with it. Anyway, I assume Florio's a Vikings fan. So I assume he picks the Vikings. I assume Clay Travis picks the Titans. He's a Tennessee guy. 
I think he's a Tennessee fan. So he's a Tennessee sports fan. I assume he picks the Titans. So I just simmed this on Madden. I'm not even going to be imaginative and imagine, come up with a, you know, storyline or whatever or how the game went. I just simmed it on Madden. The Titans won 31-7. So I guess OutKick gets the $50,000 in the ad. What I noticed in this game is this Derrick Henry went off. He had over 100 yards. He had four total touchdowns. It was just a Derrick Henry show. Like, Tannehill didn't really do anything. They dominated time and possession. Uh, Dalvin Cook only had 40 yards. He had a fumble. Kirk Cousins had a bunch of garbage time yards. Uh, None of the the receivers really went off. Uh, That's pretty much how the game went. If you're a Titans fan, like, that's how you want most of your games to go if you're going to be successful. Just just dominate with Derrick Henry. Just be a wrecking ball. And then your defense forces turnovers and keeps the other team offense, you know, off the field. I don't know. I don't know what I was saying there. Anyway, the defense did his job, and Derrick Henry dominated. So OutKick gets the ad. I wonder what an OutKick ad would be like. Would it be just Whitlock and Clay Travis just sitting there talking about controversial points? Would they do a skit? Would they dance? I don't know what they would do in a Super Bowl ad, but I'm sure it'd be epic. Or maybe they'll keep it simple and say, just check out OutKick. I wonder what the reaction would be. It'll probably be a polarizing reaction. Some people will will be hooked. Some people won't care. And then some people will just be disgusted because they don't like Whitlock or Clay Travis. (laughs) So, hey... That would be dope to see an outkick, a Super Bowl ad. Hey, well, maybe it'll happen one day. I'd be down for it. I'd be down for a PFT football ad, which I I think it would be easier for them because they're part of NBC, and NBC gets the Super Bowl, like, every three years, I believe. So it would be easier for them to get a Super Bowl ad. I'm just going to wait and see. (laughs) All right. So that was a quick hypothetical game of the week. Uh, Congrats to Liverpool. They just won Premier League. And remember last week I said they had like 86 points or 82 points. And I was just like, they are 20 points ahead of the next team. I'm like, this is amazing. This team dominated. This team looked like the dang 96 Bulls. This team looked like the dang 2016 Warriors. They just really ran away with it. And there are seven games left, and they won the title. Their fans are celebrating right now. My G, they only lost one Premier League game. That's crazy. They had 18 straight wins at one point. They are the opposite of the Hanwood Eagles, who lost 18 straight at one point. <laughs> That's a KBO reference. They are. They have had an amazing season, and a lot of credit goes to their coach. Their coach has been amazing. They got Mo Salah. They just did an amazing job. And they last year was in the. They were in the Champions League final. These guys have been cooking for like the past year. They they got on my radar last year when someone told me about Mo Salah, 
And also, I saw them in the Champions League final. So I knew they were dope. How long can they keep this up? Oh, yeah. Okay. Jurgen Jurgen Klopp. I can't even say his name. Whatever. Listen, the dude is doing an amazing job. All right. They had a 44-match unbeaten streak from January to February 2020. That is insane. That is insane. Boy. They have 19 top-flight titles, but it's their first in 30 years. I, You know, I, I was going to compare them to the Washington Redskins, but nah, they're more like the Boston Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, maybe not. Maybe not the Boston Celtics. Like maybe the San Francisco 49ers. No, 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 no. I, if you can't compare them to the Redskins because the Redskins haven't won a title in 30 years, but they haven't even been past a second round of playoffs in 30 years. That's my comparison, basically to Liverpool. <laughs> like. Man, but I think they're, they're more like the the Lakers or the Celtics, something like that. Or pick or pick any team that won a bunch of titles between the fifties and the eighties. Didn't haven't really done much since. They're they're like them. But congrats to them. Nineteen top flight titles. They're one away from tying Manchester United at the rate they're going. They're not even going. They're not just going to tie them. They're going to pass them. Hey, and I'm sure Liverpool fans will love that. Give them bragging rights. <laughs> Yo, for real. Now speaking of the KBO, Kiwoom is in second now. So what I discovered was they were in the finals last year versus Dusan. That's dope. So this team is just coming into form. They're eight and two in their last ten ten games. Uh, Lee Jung Ho is tied for second in batting average with King Jun Sing from NC Dinos. So he emerged. He's having a heck of a season right now. They're three games back at NC Dinos at 28 and 17. NC Dinos is still, they're still leading the league. I'm telling you, this is their season, man. This is their season. They're 30 and 13. NC Dinos. Now, Kiwoom, they have four players with 30 RBI. Uh, Eric Jokic is second in ERA, 1.63, and got 40 strikeouts. That's 15. They, they doing it all. The, the stats don't lie. That's why they're, they're in it, man. And that's why they're, they're in second and have a good chance of being in the mix to go back to the finals or the World Series, whatever you call it, whatever you call the KBO championship. Now, they lead the league in team ERA, which seems to change by the week. Uh, they're fourth in batting overall. Uh, Dusan is in third place. They keep teetering between second, third, and fourth. Uh, they're a half game back at Kiwoom. The way they've been playing, they play NC Dinos this week. So, we'll see how that goes. They'll probably split. LG who was in second, who was the team of the week last week. They've, they've been, they're four and six. They're starting to slide back a little bit. So after LG, it's Kia, Latte, Samsung, who lost twice to Hanwha. 
<laughs> uh, SK, who's 2-8, and eight, I saw them versus Doosan, and they were awful. They got destroyed. So they're the second worst team in the league. And, of course, Hanwha is still the worst team in the league by two and a half games. But they had a better record in their last 10 games than SK. Uh, SK. <laughs> I, I can't even pronounce their name. So, hey. I like how this is this is shaking out. It, it pretty much there's a lot of movement in the top four, top five, outside of NC Dinos. Like two through five keep keep changing. But at the end of the day, what I'm starting to notice is that it's gonna be NC Dinos, Kiwoom, LG, and Doosan at the end of the day. And I think it's gonna be Doosan and NC in the championship. When it's all said and done, I could be wrong because there's still a few months to go, and we'll see how things change. But that's how that's how it's going so far. So Kucheng Mo ERA over one now because he had a game his last game against KT, he gave up four runs, and not only that, they lost nineteen to six. Of course, when I think KT, I think Mel Rojas Jr., who's going off. Like he's in the top five in home runs, and he he leads the league in batting average. So it's like this guy's—I knew he was gonna go off in that game. He was three for six, a home run, and three RBIs. Man, this guy like that. So KT Wiz is always gonna be in it as long as they have him. I like the KBO. I'm trying to get into it a little bit more. I'm I'm recording games. So until the MLB come back, this one I'm gonna be watching. Even when the MLB come back, I'm gonna find a way to watch it. That's real. Now people keep getting this virus. People keep getting the coronavirus. Uh, man, it's not going away anytime soon. The U.S. broke the record for new coronavirus cases in one day, with forty-five thousand five hundred and fifty-seven yesterday. So it's not going anywhere. So it's still a threat. It's still having an amazing 2020. It's still having the best. The virus is still having the best 2020 of anybody. It's still taking over the world. And it's going to disrupt football. I I knew in the back of my mind, I was like, this virus ain't going to stop until it attacks football. And sure enough, it is threatening football. The Hall of Fame game is canceled. We don't know when training camp's going to start. I don't see how college football can happen without students on campus. Well, I can see it happening, but it's it doesn't make as much sense. If you don't have students on campus, why would you have them on campus? But whatever, there's a lot of money to be made. So I can see them playing. It's just going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. People are going to sit out, and people are going to get the virus and be forced to sit out. Man, I, you just got to watch this. I was heartbroken when Buddy Hill, that's my guy, man, went to OU together, got to watch him all four years he was at OU. He got the virus. I think he's going to be fine, but it sucks, though. I was like, God damn, bro. Even Buddy got the virus? some bs um i think we got a lot of new cases well one i think a small part of it is how we're handling it but i think it's just a lot of mass testing there's a lot of testing going on 
So, of course, it's going to be a lot of case. But I think we can still manage it better. It's just, it's threatening. It's, it's really threatening, and we got to keep an eye on it. We really do. Now, the Wizards, the Wizards lost Davis Bertans. He's not going to play. He's an unrestricted free agent, and he don't want to risk getting sick or getting injured for a team that's not going to do much. So what do the Wizards do instead? They get Jerry and Grant. He's a local guy. He's a local guy. He went to DeMatha. I remember him watching him when he was at DeMatha. He was at DeMatha the same time I was at McNamara. So he was on that 09 team. Here we go again. Me talking about that dreaded 09 team that McNamara almost beat, by the way. But it's good to have him home. He wasn't playing this season. And even when he was playing with Orlando, he only played 60 games and started one and only averaged 4.2 a game. I'm looking at the Wizards rotation, and I'm like, so he come off the bench, and he had to fight for playing time with Troy Brown. I'm looking at the Wizards roster now. So he had to fight for playing time with Troy Brown Jr., Shabazz Napier, Gary Payton, Jerome Robinson, Ish Smith. So I don't know how much he's going to play, especially when he's just he just got here. I would love to see him on the court, and hopefully after the season's over, we keep him. That's what I'm hoping. Man, this police siren's going on in the background. <laughs> I hope that doesn't make it onto this dang podcast. <laughs> For real, bro. Anyway, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him, and I hope he makes an impact, and I hope he fights to stay on the roster because that would be great because his his dad played for the Bullets, and I think he'd be great repping, repping our city. I mean, he's from here. Why not? Now, this Redskins-George Preston Marshall thing. I'm telling you, the Redskins are my favorite sitcom. I don't really watch sitcoms, but when I do, it's the Washington Redskins. They are hilarious. This name thing is hilarious. They cannot figure out what they're going to do with the name. A lot of people want to keep it. It it is kind of racist. It is. But once again, just like with a lot of things in America, the Native American people cannot decide whether they're offended or not. But there's growing, there's a growing movement to, t- to change it. And even more so now that they took away George Preston Marshall, Marshall's statue away from RFK. They took his statue away from RFK. RFK is like five minutes from me. Well, 10 minutes. So I've walked past that statue plenty of times. I've seen that statue plenty of times. And... The reason why there's a big problem with George Preston Marshall, because first of all, he came up with the name Redskins. Second of all, um, he was the last person to integrate, and he's a known, known racist. Even his granddaughter is glad they removed the statue and wants the name change. Even his granddaughter. So a lot of people celebrating and wants more done. And, and he got taken away from the ring of fame. So, usually the Redskins are a sitcom. Hey, they got it right here. They got it right. Also, also, um, when I was working in Georgetown, and I caught the train from Farragut West to, to go home sometime, one of these days, I saw people protesting the Redskins' name. 
this was way before this George Preston Marshall thing happened. Like maybe at best six to eight months ago, they were protesting the Redskins name. And I was like, this is hilarious. But hey, man, this this dead ass people really want to change. There's people in Redskins colors and signs saying change the name. They got bullhorns and everything. Man, those folks right now, I know. They was like, see, see, this is the time. This is the time. While we making change in America, this is the time to make them change that name. The problem is there's just a lot of it's a lot of trademarks. It's a lot of, it's a it's a big trademark and patent battle, uh copyright battle. Like it's gonna be a lot, bro. It's gonna be a lot to change that name. It's gonna be a lot. It's it's not gonna be easy, especially dealing with Daniel Snyder. It's not gonna be easy. It's a lot of history associated with the Redskins which is why Preston Marshall, George Preston Marshall, gotten so many accolades and so much recognition in the past because of, of the history of the Redskins and what he did for the league. This thing is not going away, but I'm enjoying it just like everything else. All right, so now, hey, 50th episode, about to do something different here. So what I used to do in college when the – college football playoffs started was I made my own poll of crushes at OU and that was fun it was my super secret list or not so secret I didn't say who was on it my friends could guess but I never really say who was on it but I made a poll all the way to January and it was fun I always had a winner at the end. I did that for my two years of grad school it was fun and then I also did the same poll when I was at that Georgetown job. So now I'm gonna do a top 10. So I got a top 10 of, of crushes. This is from, you know, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, whatever. Sorry if you happen to like me and I'll leave you out. It doesn't matter. It's not like I'm gonna date any of these women anyway. It's not like anything's gonna happen anyway because I ain't about to be in no relationships anytime soon. But this was just fun to do. So these women I think about a lot. So it was just fun to do. So without further ado, here we go. Coming in at number 10, Mona Lisa Candy. That's her name on Instagram. I don't know her real name. Hey, she thick. She look amazing. She Her stories are nice. Every time she posts something, my jaw drops. It's awesome. She's from the South. She's from the South. Good old, good-looking Southern woman. Guy lover. Sammy O2K. Or just, you call her Sam, whatever. Anyway, she's number nine. So her name on Instagram is Sammy O2K. Same thing. Well, no, no, no. She, she's, yeah. There's like two white women on this list. She's one of them. Black hair. Thick, curvy. Looks amazing. I was subscribed to her OnlyFans at one point. <laughs> she just looks great. She's just another jaw dropper that every time I see her, I'm like, God damn. <laughs> uh, number eight, the will, the real Winter Rose, an Atlanta chick, Atlanta-based chick, massive booty. Uh, her captions, if you read the captions under her picture, very inspirational, very uplifting towards other young women. You know, I fool with her. I, I like her. She has a very cute face, like very, very nice face. 
great facial features, nice hair, all that. And she thick. That's that's the thing, though. You know, I really like that. <laughs> uh, number seven, Joy Taylor. She's on the herd. Every time I see her on the herd, it's like, I'm like, damn, Joy, damn. <laughs> she always looking good. She's really built a career. She got her own podcast, and she's on a big-time, you know, national radio slash television show. So I give her props. She definitely doing well in the sports industry, and she'll go down as as one of the best as far as you know. I don't know if you call her a female sports writer, but a personality. You got to love her. Number six, Megan Tonjes, second white girl on this list. <laughs> uh, big girl. Booty may not be as big as some of these other chicks, but it's big enough. <laughs> uh, she's a singer. She's a writer. Uh She's a YouTuber, social media uh, presence. She's funny, and she's funny. Uh, rest in peace, Margo. Rest in peace, Margo, for sure. That's her dog she had for 10 years. It's the closest thing she's ever had to a daughter. So I definitely got to shout that out. And she's just amazing. She's amazing, and she got four albums on Spotify that's out right now. I'll I'll probably listen to it during one of my video game binges. Uh, we'll see. Number five, Kai Foster. She's pretty young. She's like 20. She went to school with CJ at Howard. As many times I went to Howard to watch a basketball game, I I don't think I ever saw her. She probably wasn't into basketball. Or maybe she was at one of those games with her friends, and I didn't notice. But she was here, but now she's about to move to Atlanta. I I love her videos. I love her opinions. Like she's she's very smart. She's very mature beyond her age and she's cute. So hey. But she's in the DC area, but she's moving to Atlanta. That's what DC area folks like to do sometimes. They move to Atlanta. Some folks think it's better. It might be. <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. Uh number four, Neely Jackson. I've been following her since twenty sixteen, just like Megan Tonjes. But I noticed her from BBOT, Big Brother Over the Top. So I liked her, was attracted to her, been attracted to her ever since. She's great. She's great. You know what I'm saying? And Carol Lorraine the GOAT. That's her mom, Carol Lorraine. Like she the GOAT, you know what I'm saying? Very strong, opinionated black woman. I you know, I fuck with her. She look and she looks great. Number three, her name is Whopper Me on Instagram. A real name, Andrea, I believe. So she just looks amazing. Another young one, like like nineteen, twenty years old. I know I'm I'm kinda pushing it there. She looks great. She's kinda short, but she got braces. Amazing looking eyes, cute face, nice hair, freaky, very freaky. Thick. Like her. Fuck. So, yeah. Number two, Feminista Jones. But I think it's less about looks. It's just, there's everything about her. Like, just how she built her career, just how she tweets about any and everything, how she just, just fights for, for a lot of causes, writes books. I subscribe to her Patreon. You know, she don't. 
you know, she don't show no body or she don't have no OnlyFans, none of that. But I still like her, though, you know. And, hey, I follow her on Twitter. You should, too. At Feminista Jones. You'll enjoy it, for sure. Uh, oh, she also... Just, if you if you notice her long enough, if you read her Twitter Instagram long enough, you will be educated on different things in the black community and feminist community. Sometimes she go a little far. She retweets some things. I'm like, all right, all right, now nah, that's a little too much. That's a little too much. But for the most part, I just, I just enjoy, enjoy her, her personality and the stuff she posts. And I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So, I mean, I like her. She's like, she's probably like 20 years older than me, but I, I don't care. Okay, maybe that's a little much. At, at least she's at least ten years older than me. That's a fact. But she's cute, and I love the causes she fight for, and how she always educates her followers. Just saying. Uh, number one says how I say this. Cezanne de Puerto Rico, Puerto Rican season, I believe. She's on Instagram. That's her name on Instagram. I don't know her real name. She has tattoos all over her little body, all over her body. Her body is amazing. Face is amazing. She has long hair. She's like a dream girl look-wise, looks-wise. She has elite content across the board. And she always responds to her followers. Well, not always, but she responds to her followers. You know, I fuck with her. And so... She's amazing. She's amazing. I can't get enough of her. But, yeah, she's number one on the list. That's the top ten. Anyway, uh, honorable mention, Maria Taylor. She's always looked amazing to me. And then her her speech on first take, oh, my God. She looked looked great, and she sounded great. Man, I think she – you're going to see a lot more of her. You was already seeing a lot more of her. But after that, she has an activist voice. She has has the ability to to really – make her voice known and to help do her part in creating change and i fuck with it i like it you know it's it's, it's attractive <laughs> uh jordan woods look looks amazing she was in the kardashian clan and drama she looks great every time she posts a pic i'm like man damn <laughs> like come on number three lizzo uh everyone says she's fat yeah 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 whatever yeah, yeah, she looks great to me. Her personality, she's just one of a kind. There's just no one like her. And you can, she can post as many workout videos as she wants. <laughs> I'm cool with it. Oh man, I, I gotta text my Madden opponent because I'm running late here. Uh, I'm running, I'm running late here, so I'm gonna text my Madden opponent. Anyway, I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.